What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of How to Be a Boss. I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Chrissy Brinson. And I'm Seth Sheely. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to be an entrepreneur. Let me make sure I got my notes right because I could be wrong. Uh, tips, I am starting. I'm starting off real hot today. I had a Red Bull and it's kicking in. So my mind is in three different places. But today's episode, tips for starting a business and being an entrepreneur. Chrissy, what would you say is like, in terms of like starting a business, what is the very first thing that you would say you need? Take it seriously. So I feel like when you set out to um, make money doing anything, you need to take it as seriously as possible. So like, you want to have fun with it, but you want to, as far as the business side of it, you want to make sure you have your together. So like knowing that just because you open an LLC doesn't mean that you run a business. Uh, you have to produce income. You have to figure out how to make the customer experience good so that you can continue to bring in that income. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're educated when it comes to business, at least a little bit. Like a lot of it is um, hands-on experience will give you you know the most lessons but you want to know the basics so like you want to be able to keep up with your books and your finances and your accounting and you want to hire professionals like you know have an attorney that you consult with or have you know an accountant that you consult with so that you are doing things the right way from the beginning because a lot of just careless mistakes from not taking it seriously can cost you time and money so I would say that would be the first step is just, you know, educating yourself and, and breaking everything down so that you can build something that lasts for generations to come. You were talking about handling your books and making sure those things are in order. Like with AAT, like how did you handle that at the beginning? Because I know it can be a little difficult for like first time business owners. Yeah. Um, you have to separate out your personal and your business stuff. So um, your business becomes a whole different entity. So like my personal finances and the business finances are two different things. So I treat them as such. Like um, you want to have a business checking account. You want to have a business savings account. You want to, um, you know, have an accounting software such as QuickBooks or, you know, something like that so that you can see exactly how much you're bringing in, exactly how much you're spending, you know, what you're able to write off, um, how you're, you know, trending, like as far as, you know, what months are your best months and how do you make your not so best months better. Um, so all of those things like keeping up with your finances, just having an overall big picture allow you to build better processes so that you can obviously make more money, which is what we're in business to do. So if you have any questions, because I know you're from the standpoint of you're not like full-fledged business yet, but you're still like in the starting processes of it. Yeah. Um. So Chrissy touched on something that me and her talked about maybe a week or two ago, having our own separate separate accounts for like personal finances and business finances. Um. That's something I tend to struggle with myself because I keep it all in my personal finances. And um. I guess that's the main thing that like, I would have questions about and want to, like, figure out how to handle accordingly. 
Yeah. Like you just, you literally open up a, a business checking account or a separate account of any sort. Uh, you only run business transactions through that account. So any money that you bring in goes directly into that account. Anything that you spend that's business related. Um, so that could be anything from, you know, the gas that you are putting in your vehicle to go to different, you know, locations that you're filming on or um, camera equipment or, you know, props that you're using or anything, you know, related to you bringing in income. As long as it's a reasonable business expense, the IRS views it as, you know, a business expense. So you're able to write those things off and all of that should be in a separate account so that if you ever do get audited, you're able to say, okay, this is my business books. This is my personal stuff. It's not related to what you're looking at. So it, it just, it basically keeps it separate so that there's never a question as to what you're able to deduct because, you know, a lot of people think their biggest expenses are like my rent or, you know, my car payment or stuff like that. Your biggest expense is literally taxes, but you don't realize it because it gets taken off the top most of the time. So as a business owner, you're able to deduct a lot of expenses off of your income so that your income is smaller and your tax less off of it. But if everything's all jumbled together, then you're not able to take advantage of those deductions. So speaking of taxes, do you think like someone in <clears throat> Seth's position, do you think he should file like file as like an LLC or? Yes. Yeah, so like an LLC just basically shields you from liability. That's it. So you don't have to have an LLC to have a business. You can operate as a sole proprietor, which is just like you saying, okay, I have this business and I'm running it as such and it's a separate entity. Um, I would recommend an LLC for anybody who's dealing with something where there could be like a liability issue because um, that does, you know, help you not, you know, if you get sued, for instance, like your your personal stuff is kind of protected that way. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend figuring out how to split it up so that you can take advantage of all of that because like all of your, you know, your cell phone that you're using to book clients, like your computer that you're using for editing, your software that you're paying for, all of that stuff can get deducted off of your income. Um, and that will, even though you have a W-2 job at the moment, like when you put it all together at the end of the year to file your taxes, all of those expenses, like if you're, operating at a loss right now in the beginning, which a lot of people start off with, you're able to kind of get more money back at the end of the year because you've paid in for your your taxes with your W-2. So yeah, absolutely. Separate it out. Take it seriously. Okay. So the reason that I was asking is because just thinking about like the setup of, you know, this podcast, the three of us, you know, you're someone that has had an established business for well over a decade at this point. Oh, don't make me feel old, Robert. <laughs> I didn't say yes. you were old. I'm just yes. saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's, an, it's a well-established business. Mm -hmm. But from that standpoint and then from Seth's standpoint of someone that is not fully uh, established business yet, but is mm -hmm. in the process of it. And then my standpoint of being more of the branding side, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just felt like information like that is important to know for the both of us. Absolutely. 
I will say that I think it's important, no matter what business that you're in, to have a passion for what you do. Yeah. Because it's something that you're going to be doing almost nonstop, I guess you could say. Um, but what do you do in those moments when it's not fun anymore? Mm, okay. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, being a business owner is way different from having a job. And I think a lot of people, like they find something that they enjoy doing in a job and they're like, oh, I just want to go do my own thing so that I can make all the money. And little do they know that is not how it works, right? So like in the beginning, I was a sales rep and I made commission. And, you know, when you make commission, you're making a percentage of what you're producing. So I've seen a lot of people in our industry who were in that same boat and they're like, oh, I can make 100% of this if I just go do my own thing. Well, like when you open a business, you have more to worry about than just that one job you were doing. Mm -hmm. Like you become the accounting office, the HR department, the advertising. Like you're doing all the things at that point. And so you're not able to focus 100% of your brain power on that one task you were doing to bring in income anymore. So like you have to be able to to work with all these moving parts. Um and that I feel like in order to 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 do that successfully, you have to wrap your head around the idea that business itself is fun for you, mm-hmm. not just the job you were doing. So um, I think for me, like I enjoy sharing the the opportunity to, you know, change make life change and money with the sales team and that was really my motivator like I wanted to be able to to show other people how to do that and in turn you know I make money off of that as well um so for me it was like I I enjoy messing with the moving parts like I I love being a sales rep I, I enjoy the act of selling um, I was really good at it so it was like that was fun for me but once I figured out my passion for business itself, I was able to combine the two things. So when it's not fun, because there are tasks that mm-hmm. I hate doing, okay? <laughs> like there really are. Like payroll, for instance, <clears throat> you know, not a fun day for me. Um, I think the, the trick there is to figure out how to make it as painless as possible. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I've just looked at like what takes the most time and how do I automate that so that, I don't have to spend my time or brain power on that task anymore. So that really like getting rid of all of the fluff and figuring out how to, to, you know, make technology work for you, I guess that's a big one. Um, and just sucking it up and doing it. Like if you, if there's a task you don't want to do, do that task first and get it out of the way so you can move on and end your day with something that you enjoy. So, Going off of that and kind of like answering your question, for me personally, the times where I won't say I didn't find it fun, but kind of got unmotivated is like maybe when I've been underbooked or overbooked and like mentally drained from being overbooked. Mm -hmm. But kind of going into what Chrissy said, like understanding the business side of it, you got to enjoy the business side of it. That's where... You know, in production, 20% of it is actually, like, photography, videography. And the other 80% is actually business, marketing, putting yourself out there. And that's where, like, 
it comes into play. Like I was under, like I've been underbooked and like unmotivated, seeing other people get booked more than me, and not feeling like that person or people are as good as me. But their marketing is better. Yeah. So, just you got to understand the business side of stuff, and yeah. Yeah, I think if you have a good product or service. A lot of times you're like, but the product or service is superior and everybody should know that. And like, <laughs> you know, you have to prove that because like everybody in the marketplace, if they don't know who you are, if they've never experienced it, how do they know? You know, like, you know, but they don't know. So I think part of growing like that is not comparing yourself to other people, but figuring out what works for you um and that was something that i struggled with in the beginning as well like just comparing yourself um you know grant cardone says you should not compete you should dominate and Mm. that really resonated with me because like in the beginning it was it was about competition about beating out the other the other company or like cutting their prices to get the deal and like once i looked at the big picture like first off no one deal makes or breaks you and I don't have to lower my standards or my prices to get on their level. Like mm-hmm. the client should get on my level. The client should realize why our service is more valuable and they should realize why they should do business with us. And it's my job to tell them that. So once that became the message, instead of like we can beat out anybody's price, like that's where – that's where the money comes from. It's like once you prove time and time again and just stay the course and, and build a reputation, um, you'll have business coming to you. You don't have to necessarily go out and get it anymore. Yeah, when, when Robert and I went to the um, the marketing conference, I feel like that's something they touched on a lot. It's like helping your clients understand why they should come to you mm-hmm. and not – not not your own competition, I guess. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, that yeah, I don't. With something else. <laughs> like I don't. I mean, over the years, I've just you know, other company competition comes and goes, mm-hmm. and just because somebody's doing good at the moment does it. Like if I'm focused on them, I'm not focused on winning. You know what I mean? Like that. The saying we have a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, losers focus on winners while winners focus on winning or however it goes. Like, you have to to focus on what it is that you're doing and improving yourself and making sure your customers are happy. And a lot of times that comes from empathy. Like, putting yourself in their shoes and saying, how do we make this better for the client? Because when the client's happy, they come back, but they also tell their friends, and then you get more clients and so on and so forth. So it's more or less... Like acknowledging your competition, seeing, you know, that they're there, recognizing them, but not beating them be your sole focus. Like yeah. doing yeah. the best that you can and let your work do Absolutely. what it needs to do in regards to them. Yeah. It's also about playing the long game, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, in business, you're not – like, if you go to a job, you're working for today. And you're you're trying to accomplish your task for today or this week, and you're getting paid for that, and then you put that on repeat. And, you know, how you perform each week gives you a paycheck for that week. But, like, having a business is really long-term. Like, you have to be thinking about, okay, how am I going to make what I'm doing right now make me money for years to come? 
So it's about building something and that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, so the results that you're getting right now, while they're important and you want to, to work with those results to change your, your course in the future, like you have to be looking at the future. So like, how is what I'm doing right now building something that's going to be great a year from now or five years from now? And when you stop competing and you start looking at that and like where you're headed, then you can build something big. You're not just constantly scrapping. And in the end, that's what it feels like. It feels mm-hmm. like you're constantly scrapping every time that you book a client. Like, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, you're putting all this weight into this one job, but at the end of the day, it's just one job. Like, you have to be able to duplicate that time and time again to, to build something bigger. So this was a question that popped in my head earlier, <clears throat> and I just kind of want to know your thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is an influencer now on social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has, you know, everyone is selling merch now. Yeah. Even <laughs> we at AAT stuff. sell merch. But do we you... were giving away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, you know, that would be yeah, income for us. That. Like, we just. <laughs> I don't think we've ever sold. I, I mean, I've sold a couple of shirts to like friends and stuff, but like, I mean, they're at cost. Yeah, like, we're yeah. not in it to. I mean, maybe we should. Maybe we should have an AAT merch store. But, yeah. In the future. We'll set that up. Right. AAT merch coming soon. <laughs> Do you think, like, <clears throat> there's a difference or, like, people should be able to recognize the difference between, like, a hobby, what you do for a hobby, and what you could do as, like, an established business? And I know that that's a... A, a great area because there's folks that do hobbies and like sell stuff on Etsy and they build off of that. But right. do you think that there is a difference between the two? Yes. Yeah. And the IRS does too. <laughs> <laughs> so like in order to say you have a business and be able to take advantage of the tax code related to a business, you have to be bringing in income you know what i mean not just play money not just you know you can't say okay i'm going to sell this product for five dollars and then go right off you know 10 grand worth of stuff like you have to you have to take it seriously um so yeah i think that a lot of hobbies start off as hobbies and then you figure out how to monetize them and then but you have to make that decision somewhere along the line um so yeah, everybody does want to be an influencer now, and like that's cute, right? But how do you monetize it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you have to, like, if if that's the end goal, if the end goal is to have a legit business, you have to have a game plan somewhere along the way. You can't just you know create content for TikTok and then all of a sudden one day you wake up and you're an influencer and you're making money off of it. Like you have to know how to get there. You have to come up with with some sort of goal. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a million ways to make money. So my my oldest kid last night, um, she asked me while we were driving down the road, you know, we have random conversations. Um, and I'm real open with her about the way the world works because I feel like our school system um, sets people up to be workers. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was built around and that's what we're still doing. But at this point, there's so much opportunity to make money and capitalize on different things like the uh, i think the kids kind of miss the boat with that as far as being taught they have to figure it out themselves um so i 
she knows a lot about business at this point just from our conversations. And she just asked me, like, hey, is college a requirement? Like, do I have to go to college after I finish high school? And I I told her no. Like, you don't have to go to college there. If you want to have a job where you have to have a degree to do that. So if you want to be a doctor, yes, absolutely. You have to go to college. Please go to college. Yeah, please go to college. Don't just call yourself a doctor. Please don't be an influencer doctor. Um, If you are going to be a lawyer, you need to go to college. But, like, if you have something that you want to do that you can monetize, that you enjoy doing, and you can build it so that you are able to take care of yourself, take care of your family financially, have freedom to do what it is that you want to do in life, like go for that because that's what owning a business is about. It's about like not just saying, hey, I I have a business because I make a couple bucks every day, but like being able to sustain your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. whatever that lifestyle looks like for you. Um, And then that gives you freedom to go do the fun stuff that Mm -hmm. you want to do. See, I'm glad you brought that up because like personally for me, you know, it came in handy because back in high school, I did not know how to use a camera at all. I didn't know how to edit. didn't know how to do any of that. Remember, I um, I got injured and during like football, like my sophomore or junior year. I don't, I don't know how because I was always on the sideline, but <laughs> I, I still got hurt. Did you trip? <laughs> On the way to the field, <laughs> I was like, no, coming I out hurt. the locker room, so, and you just so, tumble. So, <laughs> so they had me filming and um, like using the ends on the camera. Didn't know how to use it, but I did it anyway. Yeah, got got to college, and like my sophomore year, got a camera, figured out how to use it. And so college, it can come in handy, but it's it's not necessary. So let's be honest, okay learning how to use a camera could you have done that with a youtube video or two probably so. right like yeah. could you have skipped all the bullshit hours that you've spent learning mm-hmm. things that you'll never use again or completing like long projects that you hated the whole entire time <laughs> and all the money that you or your parents have spent on mm-hmm. college could you have skipped all of that and learn how to to work a camera and off of YouTube. You know what I mean? probably could have, but in my case, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to learn how to use a camera. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a sportscaster and then I realized I'm not, I don't like being in front of the camera. I like being behind the camera. Okay. And, and that's how it transpired. So it was an experience. It's more so about the experience and the connections you make. Yeah. And not so much about what you learn. But with that being said, how would you say that plays into being an entrepreneur? Like those, college, yeah, it those con- the well, not college, <laughs> but the <laughs> the experience and the connections. Okay, um, you can do that in a bar. Yeah, you can do that at a restaurant. You can do that at conferences. You can do that at the mall. Um, you can do that on Facebook. Like they're building connections with people. You don't have to have, you don't have to pay for an experience to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can network, you will network more actually. So like for instance, in your case with photography, your college friends are not doing family portraits on the weekend. You know what I mean? Like they're not asking you to go 
take pictures of them and their family like they're out partying like those connections that you're making while they will help you maybe later down the road if you keep in touch with those people like the money that you're looking to bring in is not on the college campus Mm -hmm. like the money that you're looking to bring in are from people who are out in the marketplace making money so that they can go spend it and see personally with my business i've owned I've made more connections through like social media than I have yeah. have with college. Right. Um, I I I know a few people through college and I'm cool with. Yeah. But I don't work with them as often as I would someone I've met through social media. Yeah. So I mean those those connections that you're making those are friends, mm-hmm. and those like that's a personal connection that you can take advantage of, and those are important. But as far as like business related you are going to have to look further than that. And I think that people, you know, they have a lot of college friends that they're connected with that will help you later on down the road Um, or people that are in your field that you can connect with to go make money. But yes, I'm sure that there's a lot of other hungry college kids, but (laughs) most college kids are in the same predicament that, you know, you found yourself in, which is you go to work during the week, you hang out on the weekends and have a good time and make a little extra side money. Mm-hmm. Like you're living in the dorm. They're doing the same thing. So, you know, if you're not willing to drop the money that you're wanting to get from them, like they're not going to do it either. So I think that college is definitely an experience. College is definitely a way to figure your shit out. I did college like business classes. Um, for just a quick minute, like a couple semesters. Um, and then I quit it because I learned more. Like at that point, I already had a business and I learned more about business from going through the action of having a business than the class. Like I was using stuff that I had already done for projects and stuff like (laughs) for college. And that was so stupid to me. Like, why am I paying for this when I can just go, get the experience that you're telling me about and be making money at the same time. So I think as far as, you know, owning a business, you do not need a business degree to have a business. Bro, I feel like this could be a whole new, whole new different yeah. episode about like oh, yeah, we can We can make this in the whole, into a whole nother episode of Is College Necessary? Yeah. But just to like sum up this episode, what would you say are like some of the main points that you want people to understand and grasp uh if you enjoy doing something if you can figure out how to monetize it um and you can take it seriously and and stick to it long term then go be a business owner if you have something that you're good at and you do not want to spend your evenings and your weekends and all of your free time for years and years pouring your heart and soul into something <laughs> that is not your you're you're not even getting paid for at the moment. Um, get get a job. Like I think that there are a ton of people who um, you know get into business and they immediately regret it because they don't realize what it is they're taking on. Um, so I think you need to figure out what you want out of life before you go decide to be a business owner and I think that you have to be able to make your business match your lifestyle so if you want freedom you can't um, you you should hire other people to do stuff for you Um, and you should do that early on so that you don't you know take up all your time doing it so I think it's just about like knowing that 
you set your own rules mm -hmm. when you have a business and it can be whatever you want it to be, but you have to figure out what you want it to be first and then just go after it and, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Seth, what's your takeaway from this episode? Um, so my takeaway, we talked a little bit about, you know, getting unmotivated. You kind of, yeah, you got to push through that. It's not going to be easy when you first start, you know, you got to push through it. You gotta, you gotta love the business side. You gotta figure out the business side, and like Chrissy just said, you know, if you don't wanna <laughs> do all that, you know, find people that'll help you do it, do it for you. you know? So yes, and pay them accordingly. Yes. Before we leave, before we leave, I would just like to say that if you're going into business, it's not just about you. Like if you hire employees, if you have other people depending on you to bring in income for their families like you have to treat them accordingly so like if you are being cheap with your pay for other people then they're not going to stick around so mm -hmm. if you want people to do stuff for you you have to compensate them accordingly and make them happy um, so that they want to go to work for you and build your your dream and what you're trying to do we're going to be talking about people sticking around in the upcoming episode. I'm looking forward to that one. But my takeaway, my takeaway from this episode is, listen, if you print quotes on a T-shirt that is not <laughs> a clothing line, do not it's call not it that. Man, Robert, I feel like you're throwing shots. So no, yeah. no, 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 he's got, he's definitely got, you definitely have a friend on Facebook. You want to hear this. Yeah. No, something. I don't think I have any friends that do that. Uh, I do have <laughs> friends that, you know sell clothes online yeah. like they legit make like tutus and stuff for kids so that yeah. I, that's an established business Absolutely. to me it's creative. But, yeah but printing uh quotes on a t-shirt that's gonna, not well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put a quote on a t-shirt but with that being said aat t-shirts are on sale just email us at sales at aat yeah yeah we'll start posting them on social media don't we have like a cheetah print t-shirt or yeah, something. we can do whatever. We yeah, can do whatever. On a guilty t-shirt. <laughs> Comfort colors and stuff. Not yeah. a clothing line. <laughs> Just merch. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know what? We yeah. need t-shirts for the content cave. Just us two. We need t-shirts. I don't know about that. Yeah, a content cave. Listen, none of our quotes can be put on a t-shirt. No, it think. doesn't even have Side to be track. a... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Rab saying... Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> then we're going to talk about it. We need a we need a content. Not an on air conversation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Seth is always sidetracked, but anyway, thank wow. you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. Tune in. That sounds like such an old timey saying to me, but yeah. anyway, check us out next week. We'll be okay. wherever you got this spot. This podcast. I can't talk today. That red we'll ball. be ever, it is we'll, it is we'll be wherever ball. you can listen wherever you're listening now we'll be there next week <laughs> but anyway i'm robert carton jr <laughs> i'm chrissy brinson and i'm seth Sheely. and we're wrapping this up because this quickly going off the rails <laughs>